Hello again, and welcome back to the Author Revolution podcast. I am your host, international best-selling indie author, Carissa Andrews, and CEO of Author Revolution, the author source for all things rapid releasing. <laughs> okay, hopefully you've had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Here in Minnesota, it was a little bit unusual, I guess. Typically, Memorial Day weekend is a big thing in the Lakes area. I don't know, it's the kickoff to summer. Thousands of people make their way up to our area to visit cabins and have big family barbecues together. While some were certainly still doing that, you could tell that it was far quieter than it would be, you know, in normal years. So we had a nice time, had a couple of friends who have been quarantined as much as we've been. And yes, even with our large family, we did not exceed the 10 people limit. But it was nice to get away from the typical hustle and bustle of all things going on, the quarantine stuff, coronavirus, work, kids, school, all that stuff. I don't know about you, but it's just nice to try something new and just relax and hang out and have fun for a change. And especially when you're working on new projects, things like rapid releasing for 2021, things like that, right? So just when you think you have everything figured out in this rapid releasing and publishing world, something new always pops up, demanding our attention and wanting something to be figured out and focused on, am I right? One of the questions that's been playing on my mind this week is word counts. I am currently mapping out my 2021 strategy for Diana Hawthorne's series next year, and I'm at the stage where I have to decide just how long I want her novels to be. What's the precedent I want to set? All of these questions will help guide me as I start outlining and writing. So in today's podcast episode, I want to talk a little bit about word count goals and why they matter, how to leverage them, and when, of course, to ignore the rules. I get asked the question a lot about how many words a book should have. In my opinion, <laughs> this question is kind of loaded because it really depends on a number of factors. What age bracket are you aiming for and what genre? Without knowing that information, you don't have a clear goal for your book. But sometimes what people are really asking is, how do you know if you've written a novel or a novella? What are the breakdowns there? So to help out and get started in this realm, let's go over those guidelines in terms of adult fiction, not necessarily kids because they're gonna be a little bit different. But for adult fiction, the word count goals that you're gonna be aiming for are this. For short stories, most of the time you're gonna be looking at seven and a half thousand or less. And that's a pretty good round number, so that way you have enough information to be able to get people hooked, give them the overall arc, but you're not putting so much detail into it that it becomes something much bigger. Next up are novelettes, and novelettes are anything from seven and a half thousand to seventeen and a half thousand words. I have written in this realm for two of my prequels. And I really like being able to just kind of drop in a little bit of information, get people hooked and wanting to know the characters a bit more, because then I can give them away for free. And it's not a big deal. It's not a lot of time put into it, and you're able to just move forward. Novellas, on the other hand, are going to be anything from 17,500 words to 40,000 words. And I have also written in this realm, although only one book, but it's a nice kind of easy, even keel to be able to write a story give enough information that you feel settled into their world and into who they are, and then all of a sudden you're done. And it's good for a reader too. Th those are really good books for, you know, those beach reads or anything that you're just trying to have a really quick escape. And I know a lot of authors who are currently playing around with novellas as their rapid release word count goals, because it's easier to write, obviously, 40,000 words 
than it is to write 90,000 words, correct? (laughs) So that's something to be thinking about. Now with novels, they can be anything from 40,000 words upward. So depending on your genre, upward can be quite a bit upward. (laughs) And we'll talk about that in a minute. Now to break this down just a little bit further, let's go on to talk about those differences between the age brackets and genres and some of the main ones, okay? So with middle grade, you're going to be aiming for anywhere between 12,000 words to 80,000 words. And I have a client right now I'm working with where we are aiming for about 15,000 words per book. That gives that age bracket enough room to be able to focus on the story, but not so much that they have a lot of information that they have to keep track of. Because let's face it, have you ever met a middle grade student? It gets a little bit crazy. This is the age bracket from anywhere from 10 years old, maybe nine years old on up to about 15. And the older you get, obviously, the better off they're going to be. But those younger readers, for example, they just don't have that bandwidth. If I had to give this age bracket an average, regardless of its genre, I'd say it's somewhere between 20,000 words to 35,000. But there's a lot of wiggle room based on how you write and what your story really needs. Charlotte's Web, for example, was 32,000 words. But then there are more advanced books like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone that sit at almost 79,000. So you have a lot of room to play. Now, if you go up to the next age bracket, which is YA, young adult, the average story is roughly going to be between 50,000 words to 80,000 words. You could go as low as 47,000, but it could cost you in world building. And for this age bracket, the characters and the world that you're setting your story in are really key. 13 Reasons Why by Jay Asher came in at 62,000 words. But then again, you have really big stories like The Hunger Games, Divergent, and Twilight that were all heavy hitters going up to or past the 100,000 word mark. The audience is pretty forgiving as long as the story is engaging enough. And like I said, those characters and the setting resonate. So with the mystery genre, roughly you're going to be going between 70,000 words to 80,000 words. Right now, that seems to be the sweet spot. It can shift around though. Um, Most of Sue Grafton's alphabet series fit into this range. Traditionally, mysteries were always on the shorter side. So things like Agatha Christie's novels were all averaging between 40,000 and 60,000 words. So there's a lot of room to be thinking about how you want your mysteries set up, especially if they're things like cozy mysteries or ones that are a continuation. Now, thrillers are a little bit more in depth. In my opinion, thrillers have a lot more research that kind of goes into it, a lot more things that you're trying to set up that is going to have um, a play on the way that the reader perceives the story. And so in order to do that, you need to have just a little bit more words. So thrillers will average somewhere between 70,000 words upward to 125,000 words. Now, Sharp Objects by Gillian Flynn came in at roughly 80,000 words. But then she wrote Gone Girl, which I have personally read and love, and it's sitting at 146,000. It's pretty amazing, right? Another thriller I love, The Da Vinci Code, you probably love it too, by Dan Brown, was sitting at 139,000 words. So there's a lot of room to be able to kind of grow into the storyline and be able to deliver and unfold the information in that kind of huge chunk of words. Now, romance for those of you who are thinking about doing rapid-release romance series, they average anywhere between 47,000 words upward to that 100,000 bracket as well. It just depends on what you're looking for. Though I would say that 
the majority of them are probably going to be coming into the 70 to 80,000 range. The notebook by Nicholas Sparks was just 49,000 words, and everybody knows the notebook, right? But Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen comes out at a whopping 119,000. So it just depends on what you need in order to develop your characters and be able to set up your romance right. For the fantasy sci-fi genre, we're just most of the time those readers are going to be expecting a longer book. 90,000 to 125,000 words is kind of what you're thinking. So things like Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card was sitting at 100,000 words. Ready Player One was a whopping 136,000 words. But there are always exceptions to the rule too. So things like The Time Machine by H.G. Wells was only 32,000 words. And The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams was only 46,000. Now, I do want to break out two fantasy genres because they seem to be uh, the ones that pop up in my circles a lot, partially because I write in them and partially because I know a lot of authors who are working on them. So the first one being urban fantasy. With urban fantasy authors, there are a lot of us who are doing the rapid release uh, scenario. And now those books tend to be, from my opinion, from what I've seen, between the 40,000 and 80,000 word mark. So obviously this is where I fit in most because most of my books are supernatural, fantasy-based, and they all take place for the most part in an urban setting. I personally aim to have my books right in that middle section at the 60,000 word mark. However, I've written books anywhere from 50,000 to 75,000 in this type of uh, realm. My Windhaven Witches series is averaging 60,000 words, and it's a great example. And next year, that Diana Hawthorne series is going to be aiming for the 55 to 60,000 word range as well. But for those of you who are thinking about doing epic fantasy, you're going to be thinking much, much bigger. <laughs> We're talking 90,000 to 125,000 is going to be kind of the, the number you want to have in your head. You'll find most epic fantasy readers want a longer story and even expect it. So if you don't deliver that, they're going to be a little bit ticked off. Now, epic fantasy's name does already imply something bigger, right? So books that fall into this subgenre of fantasy include Lord of the Rings, which all of those books ranged from 130,000 to 190,000 words, or the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan, which were anywhere from 238,000 to 393,000. Ooh, that's a lot of words per book. Now with all of this info, does word count actually matter much? Well, it depends on your author perspective. Are you trying to rapid release? Or are you just trying to publish a single book? What genre do you plan on writing in? Because if you're mapping out an epic fantasy, perhaps rapid releasing isn't necessarily the best fit for you. Unless, of course, there are exceptions to this rule, you can consistently pump out 15,000 words a day. And if that's you, my friend, go for it, because that's incredible. So how do you go about using the word counts as a goal for your rapid release series? This is really the ultimate goal, right? Well, for starters, you have to set that goal and then keep track of it. So are you already doing this? Or do you just kind of wing your series or your books and hope for the best? I know when I started in the beginning, I kind of did a little bit of both because I was doing NaNoWriteMo, but I didn't know where it was going to end. I didn't stop at the 50,000 word mark. I kept going. Even though that was my goal for that month, 
I knew that it wasn't the end of the book, so I needed to keep working. And I didn't have my outline, so I had no idea if my breakdown was correct or anything along those lines. NaNoWriMo is a really great example of how to set a goal and then keep track of it. For the month of November, when you're in NaNoWriMo, you're pledging to write 50,000 words in a single month, all equaling out to be roughly about 1,667 words a day. Now, this gives you a clear goal of what you're working towards. You have that deadline of a month. You know you want to be writing 50,000 words. And then you take that 50,000 words, divide that by 30 days, and you have 1,667 words per day. But you can do this for any word count. So let's take my example of 60,000 words for the Diana Hawthorne series for 2021. I plan to write one book every six weeks. So when you take 60,000 words, you divide that by 42, which by the way is seven days times six weeks, you get 1,429 words per day. Okay, well, that's not so bad. It's actually less than NaNoWriMo, right? Now, what happens if you don't want to write every day or you can't write every single day? Well, no worries. I'm actually in the same boat with this one. I can't write my books on Mondays right now because it's just too crazy of a day. And if I happen to get it in there and I happen to get a little bit of words done, hey man, all the better. But I'm not going to count those days as one that I'm going to for sure expect myself to keep track of because it's just going to be too much. So I take those 42 days that we talked about before, minus six days, because there are six Mondays in six weeks, that equals 36. Okay, so let's do that division again. 60,000 words divided by 36 now actually brings me right back up to that nano goal of 16,067 words a day. Since I already know that's easy peasy for me, I am set to go. And honestly, I'll probably write a chapter a day anyway, which for me is closer to 2,000 words. So this means if all goes well, I am going to be done maybe a little bit earlier than six weeks. Does that make sense? So to repeat, you'll want to know your final word count goal divided by deadline length minus any days you might have off to get to your daily word count goal. Now, if you don't know your chapter length goal, this is also a good one to keep track of. Like I said, I have a specific goal that I try to reach, and for you it might be a little bit different, but a good rule of thumb is really to stick within that 2,000 to 3,000 words per chapter range. It's not a hard and fast rule by any means, but when you keep your chapters short and concise, it makes it easier for readers to stop when needed, but also to keep going faster because you're constantly in the role of hooking them so that they want to keep reading. In fact, studies have shown that longer chapters have a negative psychological effect on readers when they think they won't have enough time to finish it in one sitting, where the opposite is actually true of shorter chapters. Readers trick themselves into reading just one more chapter over and over again, and likely will end up reading just as much as that longer chapter anyway, but they don't feel stilted by it. If you're just starting out and creating a writing habit is more your speed, you can start in the opposite direction when it comes to word count goals. Rather than choosing a word count goal for your book, you can decide on how many words you want to aim for daily, weekly, or monthly. For example, you might want to start writing at 500 words every single day just to get your mind into the habit of writing. Now that works out if you do it over and over again to become 5,000 words per week and more than 20,000 words per month. My friend, that is nothing to sneeze at for sure. So in just 500 words a day, you could have a 60,000 word novel 
done in three months. See how having a clear goal can set you up to succeed? It's awesome, right? Be sure to keep track of these goals. When I first started writing, I jotted my goal of 50,000 words on a piece of paper, and every day I wrote my ending word count goal so I could see it rise and head toward my goal number. And this was during the days of NaNoWriteMo 2010 before I even had Scrivener, so it was pretty basic. These days, I plug all of the details into my Scrivener project target and let Scrivener do the work for me. I can tell it that I'm aiming for the 60,000 word mark, let it know what my deadline is, and even choose in the plan which days I want to write on. And it automatically tells me how many words I have to write today in order to stay on target. If for some reason I miss a day or miss my mark, it automatically adjusts when the new day resets and my daily goal reflects it. So it tells me what the new count is that I have to be aiming for. And the same is actually also true if you go over and write more words than targeted. The overall daily word count is lowered, which in my opinion can be kind of a double-edged sword if you're not careful because you can trick yourself into thinking you're doing better. And when you have those days that are a little bit harder coming up, you might end up missing the boat and making it more difficult on yourself. So be careful there. But regardless, if you're able to keep track of things and you're able to focus on trying to hit your goal or growing surpassed it, you'll be fine. Now, if we're counting goals are new to you, don't worry. You'll get the hang of it once you start applying them. And especially if you get yourself hooked up with Scrivener, because let me tell you, it just really is a lifesaver. It does so much even beyond the, the word count targeting. So it's amazing. To recap, knowing your age bracket and genre is the key to knowing where you want to aim your word count goal for your book as you get started or your series. Obviously, we're aiming for series. But more than that, it helps you break down your goals to daily writing goals, giving you a clear number to strive for as long as you apply that deadline to it. Remember, 60,000 words in 36 days means 1,667 words a day. 50,000 words in 30 days is also 1,667 words a day. But just 500 words written every single day is 60,000 words in just three months. Sometimes goals can be scary, especially when we're applying a deadline to it. But remember Parkinson's law. Work expands to fill the time available for its completion. Do you want to say in six weeks or even three months that your book is done? Or do you want it to take three years? Honestly, the choice is yours. So you have to make that decision and start working towards it. Okay, so next week, since we've been talking about standards and being able to get things moving forward, let's chat a little bit about another part, which is book covers. This is another part of my author career that I'm actually working on, and I think it might shed some light into some things for you as well. We all know the saying that you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, yet we all do it. So what about rapid release titles? Do they matter as much, or can you let their quality slide? Well, we'll answer that and more in the next episode. Don't forget that you can always listen to this podcast again, download the transcript, or find any links to the things that we discussed today by heading over to the show notes at authorrevolution.org forward slash 31. Come join in the writerly conversation on Facebook. Our Author Revolution online community is always open to anyone who wants to talk about the wonderful, crazy world of writing. Writers are a unique bunch, and it's fun to have friends who get you. So stop by and say hello. Oh, and one last thing. If you did like this episode or the Author Revolution podcast in general, leave me a review or a rating. 
In the coming months, we're going to be doing some big, big things like bringing on guests and hosting interviews of some of the big names in our indie industry. So you're not going to want to miss out on any of these discussions. Alrighty, my friend, that's a wrap for today. I hope this chat about word count goals and how to break them down has made things a little bit clearer as you map out your rapid release series and writing goals in general. Until next time, go forth and be awesome.